and welcome to Reverse Sequels. My name is Ellie, and with me, as always, is... Patrick! And on today's podcast, this is Fast and the Furious 6, Part 2, where we discuss the original Fast Five. That's right. So Fast Five sees all the Fast and Furious gang on the run from U.S. law enforcement in Brazil, where they come across a big time drug lord and they decide to rob him of a hundred million dollars. And also The Rock is trying to stop them. Let's get into what we got right, because I surprisingly nailed a couple of things. I think we did really good on this one. Which is amazing, all things considered. Well, they gave us a lot in in Furious 6, I think. But, I mean, considering that we watched the first two, skipped three and four, and now coming in at six and five, it's very confusing. I thought we did a great job. I agree. We first said there'd be a $100 million heist that takes place in Rio. Boom. <laughs> yeah, we nailed that for sure. They gave us that <laughs> in the in the fifth one. Also, er, that they would be... In the sixth one. In the sixth one. Also, that they would be successful, that they would pull off, and that they would all be able to retire. Um, we correctly predicted that Toretto would meet Elena in this one. Right, that, it, that she would be the love interest. And Hobbs, and they would have a contentious relationship. And Hobbs, like him and Hobbs also had a romantic relationship? A contentious relationship. Oh. If you want to put some romance in there. I think there was a little bit of sexual tension between Vin Diesel and The Rock in this movie. I would say bromance. I don't know. That fight, I feel like, uh, the big fight sequence between... Vin Diesel and The Rock was very homoerotic. Are we going there right now? Because I have no. something to say about that fight. <laughs> oh, you do? Yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest moments of the movie, so. I really thought that The Rock was overly generous in that scene. Letting Vin Diesel get a couple punches in on him. What a good sport. Letting him get the drop on him. The Rock is my favorite. He, I love The Rock, and he was awesome in this movie. He was awesome in this movie, and he just gets it. I think from his wrestling days, he could play, you know, <laughs> the hero or the heel, but letting Toretto get him punched when he's easily got like a foot and a half and 100 pounds right. of muscle. Well, and then Toretto uh, ends up winning the fight. Yeah. Although, so I heard that this was actually a big deal. It was the, it was kind of contentious on the set. Like, they wanted to make sure that The Rock didn't just get his ass kicked. Right. Like, The Rock wanted to make sure that it was an even fight. Fair. And and then I went on a deep dive after this. I read about all the other Fast and Furious movies, because I might watch them all now. I'm not sure. I told you we're fans now. But The Rock, I guess, has beef with a lot of other people in the movie. Why? So, him and Vin Diesel have beef because he said, I don't know, on one of the movies, they kind of had a falling out and he didn't like Vin Diesel's approach to filmmaking. I don't know. It was, it was a weird quote. We, we didn't really get the details, but he called Vin Diesel unprofessional. He made a Facebook post where he said that all the men on the set were like a bunch of pussies. Don't tell me this. I know. I was real heartbroken. Because I love Vin Diesel. I love The Rock. I think I love The Rock more, but... I might. Do you know about the the no. Rock and Tyrese's beef? No. Oh man, I knew about this because Tyrese posted about it on Instagram. 
because the next movie coming in 2019, The Rock is doing a spinoff called Hobbs and Shaw. And Tyrese was real upset because he was like, you shouldn't be doing a solo movie. We're a family. I think Tyrese really thinks that the movies are real. Okay. And he's like, this is a family. We would never do a solo spinoff. And like, you're a sellout, basically. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a lot of drama. Guys, just go vegan. Drop the beef. Oh, God. What? See what I did there? No. Where did that <laughs> joke come from? I hope you didn't make that up. I think we should disclose to our listeners <laughs> that I'm on a lot of pain medication <laughs> at is, the moment. That is true. Ellie is nine months pregnant and possibly tore a muscle in her back. So There's a lot going on. You're drugged out. So we'll, we'll, for, <laughs> we'll forgive that joke. But uh, I was yeah, I was sad about it. And I was like, guys, just you should do a race, a drag race to settle this. In real life? Yeah, of course. Well, don't the you line think... between real life and these movies is bleeding through. Don't you think, though, that the Fast and Furious people would get a drop on the rock? What do you mean? Because he's... Because he's coming in at five. I don't know. He came in hot in five. He came in strong. Oh, I'm so sad to hear this. I know, me too. Okay, let's get back to the movie and what we got right. Um, you mentioned The Rock. We said that this was going to be his first appearance. And he's introduced. So I was reading originally they wanted Tommy Lee Jones for this part. What? Because Well, because basically Rock's character is Tommy Lee Jones from The Fugitive. Yeah, but Tommy Lee Jones is like 100 years old. <laughs> I mean... If you can't get Tommy Lee, you get The Rock. Like, those actors basically are interchangeable. Oh, that'd be amazing. But he's basically playing Tommy Lee Jones because he keeps saying, like, he doesn't even care, you know, if they're good or bad. It's just their names on a paper to him and he's chasing them down. I want you to reimagine every (laughs) Rock movie recast with Tommy Lee Jones. Okay? I think they all get better. I don't know. (laughs) Um, it, yeah, I, I don't know if they really wanted Tommy Lee Jones or if they were basically just like, this is a very postmodern movie, I felt like, because it's like, they just literally took characters wholesale from other movies, put them in, like, just kind of took the whole plot from Ocean's Eleven. I mean, like, yeah, the basic framework of Ocean's Eleven, they put it in a Fast and Furious movie. They took Tommy Lee Jones from The Fugitive. And then there's a lot of ass kicking. And some cars. And some cars. Well, let's talk more about what I got right. Should I talk about my big rights? Sure. We predicted Gal Gadot and Han would be in here. Falling in love. Falling in love. Yeah. That was correct. They have some great romance. I want to give myself a half right on the baby conception. Because <laughs> we didn't see it take place. But Mia is pregnant in this one. Right. So, yeah, we get her revealing to Paul Walker and to Vin Diesel that she's pregnant. And, well, and I guess the rest of the gang, too. But it was Paul Walker and Vin Diesel at the same time. Right, which is a little creepy. And only after she jumped through a roof, which worries me. (laughs) For the health of the baby? Yeah. She should totally have had a miscarriage. (laughs) I don't know. With all the action she's been going through. There were a lot of, yeah, pregnant roof jumping. Um. Uh, yeah, but we didn't see the conception. Also, that means that the next movie took place, like, right after this one. They really didn't get a lot of time to relax in their retirement. No. This is basically, like, eight months later, we're doing Fast 6. Yeah. I mean, that's the life when you're on the run. Let's talk about my biggest rights, which are, I predicted we'd see a snack 
<laughs> and for sure, Han is eating a snack. Yeah, they even address it. Uh, Gal Gadot calls him out that he is a former smoker. He because was... he's got an oral fixation. And are they sunflower seeds? I didn't catch the name on the bag. It was something like scudos. I don't know. The first time, yeah, he was eating some kind of South American snack, I think. So if anybody knows what this Brazilian snack is, let us know. Because I guess specifically Brazil nuts, and I still don't know if I'm wrong. That's, That's what good. they could have been. I'm not sure. That could be good. Um, But I think this is helping build our giant barbecue we're going to have at the end when we finished all the Fast and Furious movies. We're going to have a Sunday barbecue with Coronas. Also, I predicted the money would be in the car. <laughs> yeah, you And let's be real. The very first scene of the movie, they're heisting these cars out of a train. And there is a microchip that has information as to where all the money is located hidden in the car. Yeah, you were closer than I was, uh, but we'll get to that. But yes, the money was sort of in the cars. In, they steal this car. It has a microchip that has all of the main bad guys' like drug drop-off points. Yes. So they're able to kind of orchestrate this heist where they're going to steal $100 million. Yes. Which So you weren't wrong. No, I thought that was really on the nose. <laughs> that was a big right. Other rights, I mean, kind of everybody from Six was in this one. I think we said that the only people that wouldn't be in it were kind of the new bad guys in Six, like Shaw um, and that whole crew, The Rock's new apprentice in Six. Yeah. But everybody else, the old gang is back. And then you got a huge right that is one of my wrongs, Letty. Right. So, I well, I think you started coming around with me in that Letty's whole storyline would be in four, although I went back and read what would happen in four, and I'm actually kind of wrong. Letty's dead from the beginning in four. Oh, so she died in three? No. Three takes place in Tokyo and features none of the cast except for Han, who dies at the end of it. And then it's all back in time. I, the plot lines to these movies gets real confusing. Okay. So don't even go on the dive that I did because I was just more lost. Letty dies in the beginning and then Vin Diesel actually has a different love interest in that one. It just... Wait, different from Elena? Yeah, Elena's not in it. So Letty, his wife, his lover, his racing partner dies. Right. Jumps on to the next one. I thought He's Elena Vin was I mean, come on. When the women just throw themselves at you like they do to Vin Diesel, what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but to his credit, he does drop Elena in a second when he finds out Letty might be alive. So he's still loyal. I guess. <laughs> okay. And then this is not a right, but it was so close. I said we would see a car jump over Christ the Redeemer. We did not. But. No. They did show it like three different times. Okay. That, I don't know about but come that up, Like they showed it so many times. There was no car leaping over that <laughs> landmark. But I thought there might be. <laughs> I can't give you that one. I'm not claiming it as a right. I'm just saying <laughs> it was so close. Are you ready to get into wrong? Yeah. Because my wrongs are great. I like oh, my you got great wrongs? I really like my wrongs. Let's hear them. Um, so similar to your Christ the Redeemer, I predicted a car would jump over a float. car would jump into a helicopter. Right. I mean, you Which predicted I the whole thing would... I feel like <laughs> no, it happened. It Maybe it was a fever dream. And I predicted a car would submerge itself underwater. We'd have to save someone. Well... None of those happened. 
Well, so you predicted there would be an underwater car sequence, but there is a part where a car flies over a cliff and lands in the water. Yeah, but not the same, though. I also predicted, this is my favorite, this would take place during Carnival. I was real surprised you were wrong about yeah. that one. I thought that would happen. And none of that took place, but it's all it's not as good as you're wrong. I really thought, <laughs> man, I was so sure that this was going to be all about the Olympics. I thought the Olympics were going to play a huge role. I thought there was going to be a race against Usain Bolt, man versus machine. It would have been perfect thematically for these movies. No. But no, no nothing to do with the Olympics at all. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, I also predicted that there would be a Letty flashback. There wasn't. She's, like, not even in it at all. No. I mean, there's just... The Rock is wearing this cross that's kind of, like, a symbol of her. Yeah. And then at one point, Elena takes his cross and starts wearing it. And then he goes back and steals it back. Unspoken connection. Yeah, but why would you put on a necklace of some guy you just met? And then he's like... Hey, that's my dead wife's necklace. I'm going to need that back. Yeah. But we can still bang. But, like, it's weird that you put this on. They have an unspoken connection. <laughs> she went right to the thing. I it's- guess that's true. Her husband had died. So they have a whole dead spouse thing going yeah. on. Yeah. It's like when the Dalai Lama dies <laughs> and the new one has to choose his bowl. It's like she chose the dead wife's necklace. Very true. You know how we talk about constantly on this podcast that there's always dead wives in these movies? I actually was like reading this article about how this is actually like legitimately a trope in fiction is having a dead wife to further the growth of the male protagonist. It's actually like a very established and studied thing. So it's not just sequels. It's kind of in all movies. That that's a common thing that they do. Well, if you don't hear my voice on the next podcast, guys, <laughs> start an investigation. I mean, but my character will grow so much <laughs> through that. I will be this damaged man going through the world. I'll be instantly more interesting. Weird. That's interesting in and of itself. Yeah, there's like like academic papers. I don't know about who it. that's more insulting to, the woman or the man. I think the woman. Well, but you maybe can't both. Grow. I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's get into Never Could Have Predicted. Yeah, there. the whole opening for me was shocking. Because, because it says, Dominic Toretto sentenced to 25 years. Yeah, the whole opening of the movie is that Vin Diesel is going to jail. For what? It's something that happened in the fourth one, and I read the plot of it and I don't remember. But 25 I think he murders somebody. He murders somebody. Or, I don't know. Well, you know what? Let's talk about this. Because in the beginning, I was really torn. Because Mia and Brian go to save him. They rescue him. They flip over his prison bus. It's on the news. Oh, my God. There's no fatalities. The only prisoner to escape is <laughs> Dominic an, Toretto. That's an amazing opening it, scene. It was a horrific crash. <laughs> Here's the thing. So I thought maybe this movie is about, you know, like cool violence but no fatalities. Later on, Paul Walker... Oh, there's a lot of death. Murders, straight up shoots someone in the face. Yeah. Oh, no, there's... In cold blood. Did he murder in... Wait, who's in cold blood? Paul Walker murders. Yeah, and yeah, who did he murder in cold blood? Hang on here, hang on here. Well, just some drug bad guy? A bad guy. Oh, well, he's a bad guy. I wrote, Brian is a killer. He is. He definitely is full bad guy now. But, like, did he he murder anyone in... No. The first one? 
I don't remember. I don't think so. But like, I mean, if it's a bad guy, these are these are like the kind of classic action movies like we grew up with. Bad guys drop left sure. and right. That doesn't count as murder. No. Well, what a- what happened to Paul Walker's character? This is not a gang where he just murders him. He shoots him. I'm I was kind of shocked. I wrote it down. Because there's no ambiguity. Oh, he's the cop in the gang. He's no, the brother. That, that whole thing is gone. All his cop ties are gone. So these guys are straight up murderers that we're rooting for. And thieves. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely, it's like you said in the last one, they're the good bad guy gang. They're definitely bad guys. But, I mean, and that's why, like, The Rock is trying to stop them. But, I mean, they're bad guys with a code. They have honor. Do they? Yeah. I don't for know. each other. They're family. I don't know. I don't think they murder anybody who doesn't deserve it. They murder, like, corrupt cops and drug dealers. Well, let's continue on, because I was shocked at that. But the opening is ridiculous that nobody would die. They do this, like, incredibly dangerous, you know, taking down the prison bus. Again, it is a lot like The Fugitive. I feel like whoever wrote this had just watched The Fugitive and was, like, subconsciously influenced by a lot. But then Vin Diesel gets away, and nobody dies i don't know but it was an exciting intro to a movie then we get some beautiful shots of uh brazil which i thought was really nice including the christ the redeemer statue that somehow nobody jumps over i want to know did you know this this is a small fact i found in i did very little research (laughs) very little most of it was about mia's character Oh God! Do you know she's a she speaks Portuguese fluently? Oh, I did not know she's that. She's half Portuguese or quarter Portuguese. No, so I think they did have her speaking some yeah. Portuguese in the movie. So I wondered if that was part of the choice of locale. So you hate Mia a lot, and oh. remember in the last podcast you were like, "Why the fuck did she run back in the house?" I went back and rewatched that scene. First of all, I rewatched a couple scenes, including that thing that you said was a pubic hair joke. Yeah. I still think it was a chest hair joke. Right. Would have been better as a pube joke. I watched that scene, and I think what it was supposed to be is that she gives the baby to Elena, and then the guy is coming, so she runs the opposite direction as a distraction, so that the guy doesn't time. get the, to buy time for the baby. Why she goes back in the house, I don't know, but I think that's what they were going for. Does that make you hate her any less? No, I'll st- I still hate her. I mean, I'll take it as an answer, but I still hate her. She is kind of worthless, though, which is weird because in this, in the very beginning, she's driving right there along with Paul Walker. She causes the bus to crash. But then for the rest of the movie, it's like, all right, stay in the stay in the hideout. You can like look at a computer for a second, but well, she's, she's not really involved in the heist. Now, I guess. I it. mean, I guess, but she was jumping roof to roof while pregnant. Why couldn't she still drive a car? Also, I just don't know what happened to that actress. So she did not age well with this series. <laughs> well, I will say I loved the heist. I really liked the because I thought, how are they going to get these cars off this train? And they have this pulley system. Oh, you, you're talking about the stealing the cars? Yeah, I really liked that heist. That was really cool. Although I don't understand what went wrong. I don't understand why. They were heisting with a couple other locals. Right. The locals needed, the gang members needed the chip that was in the car. So they why? They gave it to Mia. Why did the Toretto's crew turn on those locals that they were? Because they understood what they were saying. And they were saying something like, we want this car. So he's like, Mia, you take it. Go the opposite way. So they fucked them over. Who, Toretto's gang? Yeah. 
Yeah. Why did they do that? I don't know. They just were like, oh, this car is valuable. Let's steal it for ourselves. Or no, I think the gang members were just there to be helpers. Who knows? I don't, yeah, that's what it seemed like. It seems like they were like, all right, we need money. Let's do this heist. We're going to hook up with this local crew. And then for no reason, they just turned on the crew. No. And they ripped off. No, the crew was bad or something. They were, but they didn't do anything. I don't know. I found that scene real confusing. But there were some... No, I understood it in the moment, but now don't ask me hard questions. <laughs> I, well, but then there is some awesome, like, I thought about it and then I was instantly distracted because a car goes into a train, like a guy jumps from a flaming car stuck in a train onto another car. There were a lot of cool stunts. I thought the beginning of this movie had great pacing. Yeah. I thought well, a lot of people have told us this is the best one. This I, is like of the four we've watched this it was. Is like yeah, the pearl and the crown of the Fast and the Furious. I thought the beginning was so greatly paced. I thought the pacing fell off towards the end. I would agree. Well, it's overly long. So But again, was this the extended yes, edition? Yes, it was. So like we could only for some reason find the extended edition, but then actually a guy on Twitter told us that in the last movie where we were like bitching about the extended edition and we thought it was like a half hour extra, he was like, actually, it's only 53 seconds longer than the regular version. So I, and I think this one was similar because I looked at the runtime of the regular and this one is only like a minute more. And I think it's just some of the more extreme violence. It's not any of the side plots, but it did. I, it seemed a little long. I think they could have trimmed some fat here. I have a couple big questions for you. Okay. They're going to lead us in two different directions. First one. Vince, is he good or bad? So Vince, it took me a while to remember. Vince was in the first movie. He was an original part of Toretto's gang. But now he's been living in Brazil, and I think he's kind of enmeshed with this main bad guy who runs the whole drug trade in Brazil. So I think that he is loyal to Toretto, but also I think he thinks it's in their best interest to not fuck with this big drug lord because there's a part where he wants to steal the chip and bring it back to him. So I think he, he has noble intention. He dies. Yes. I didn't really As care. a member of the family? Yes. I think he's back in the family. All right. Because uh, for a while I was like, is he good? Is he bad? He tells yeah. Vin Diesel, I named my son after you. His name's Nico. Your name's Dominico. Oh, and I was like, all right. And um, so then I was that. thinking. Also, that's not his son. This, well, that's a whole other that's what, a casting co- story. That's <laughs> not, a casting like deal. His son. But shouldn't then Mia and Brian name their son Vince? No. What? Toretto should name. Well, because Paul Walker never liked him. But he's family. Yeah. To Toretto. I don't know about it to Paul Walker. But that was real confusing, the Vince storyline for me. It I, was. It was, It was kind of unnecessary, I think. I also, and this is for everyone listening, which Fast and the Furious had the best cars? Because this movie, when they were doing the heist of the cars from the train, there were some beautiful specimens of cars. Yeah, they really were. Um, in 6, there were some beautiful car specimens. I would like to know car among the specimens. fans, yeah, which movie has the best cars? I really like Vin Diesel's car in this one. Yeah, I don't know anything about cars or really care about cars so i did i mean i can look at it and be like oh that's a cool car but i don't remember from movie to movie anything about the cars well that's what i mean like 
May, which one looked the coolest? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember. And then we could talk about which one is the coolest because at the end, was it this one? Oh, at the, the end two where... rare cars? Yeah, at the end where um, Tyrese buys this car. There's only four in the world or whatever. And, and then Ludacris, Ludacris has the same one. I like their kind of chemistry in this one. They're always going back and forth. I know, but I wanted to know if that was real about those cars. It would have to be. You can't make that up. I'm sure. I'm sure if you loved cars, you would appreciate this franchise on a whole other level that I'm really not getting. I still yeah. liked this one, but I'm sure if I cared about cars at all, I would like it even more. A real quick aside about Ludacris. In the sixth movie, he is a full-on hacker. In this one, he is an expert safe cracker. Where is he getting these skills from? In like the second movie where he was introduced, he just ran drag races. I would argue, though. Where did he get all these skills? I would argue that it's an evolution. Hot wiring cars to... Cracking safe. the world's most impenetrable safe. To... To hacking. expert hacker of all yeah, computers. I think it's an evolution. Is he taking classes for this? Or like, where is he learning this? He's just, just teaching his himself. Own? He's teaching himself? Yeah, he's a genius. Yeah, he really is. It's amazing. Um, um, we find out a little bit more about Elena. Her husband was killed. She's The Rock's partner. Um, the-, the Rock says... He's the only man in Brazil who couldn't be bought. So we get a little bit about his pure intentions. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like a rookie and he gets her to be his partner in this case because he knows her whole backstory. Again, he read the file, which I love. And he's like, you're the only one that can't be bought. And he's right because it turns out the entire Brazilian police force is corrupt and in the pocket of the drug lord. Um, I just got to say again, Action Rock is my favorite rock. I mean, he just like... Comes into the scene, just like, burst the door down, dominating. Just like, every line is hilarious. He knows how to hit his mark. He's got that charisma. You cannot. Yeah. I mean, he, like, his intro, he's, like, walking. He's, you know, he's got his Brazilian contact, and he's kind of, like, telling him, like, I'm here now. I'm running the show. Like, he's talking about, you know, he's going to take down this Toretto gang. And he's like, two things. Number one, don't ever let them get in cars. Number two, <laughs> stay the fuck out of my way. Oh, yes. Um, my favorite thing, and here, maybe we could do this back and forth, is once they decide that they're going to heist all these money houses, they go, we need a team. Oh, yeah. So this is the part where the movie just turns full Ocean Eleven. They're like, we need to assemble a team. Okay, so let's, let's see if you remember who's who. Vin Diesel will name a character Trait. And then there's a person to it. Yeah. Chameleon. Is Tyrese because no. he... Fuck. Oh, Chameleon is Han because he can blend in anywhere, which I didn't understand. No, he stands out. Yeah, I don't think he showed <laughs> off that skill at all, but okay. Han is the chameleon. Bullshitter. That's Tyrese for sure. He's got the biggest mouth. Circuits. <laughs> that was ludicrous because he's an expert in all things circuits. Yeah. Uh, utilities and weapons. I think that was Gal Gadot, but no. I don't know why. But yeah. Two precision drivers. That was obviously Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. And my favorite, hackers? What? <laughs> was that the guy, the reggaeton guys? Yeah. Oh, were they supposed to be hackers? I don't know what they were supposed to be, <laughs> but I had written down hackers. And then it was Don Omar and Tego Calderon. Yeah. How come they weren't in the sixth one? They were apparently in four and five. 
This is blowing my mind. As a fan of reggaeton music, <laughs> I was like, is that Don Omar and Tego Calderon? The fact that you recognize them really blew me away. I had no idea who they were. The fact that they were in this movie blew <laughs> me away. One, I don't know what they're doing in Brazil. Two, I don't know what they're doing in this movie. I They're like a little comedy duo. Yeah, I think... Well, so... This movie is Ocean's Eleven. They were supposed to be like, I think, the Casey Affleck and Scott Kahn characters. Just the kind of like bumbling, always fighting, like inseparable duo characters. Yeah. But the weird thing about this is in Ocean's Eleven, when they were like, we need a team and they name off these like seven weird things. You know, they're like, we need a chameleon, we need a hacker. And then they go out and find these people. But in this, they name off all the things, but then it's the same crew they've always worked with. Yeah. So it's like... You could have just said, let's get all our team back together. It's not like, Done. we need a chameleon. Oh, we already got the perfect guy for that. Just say, let's get Han. How is Han the chameleon? I, it didn't make any sense. Because they just wanted that cool scene where they're like, assemble the team, and then it's the team we already know. Um, also, some of the things, like they were like, oh, we need a bullshitter. We need a perfect bullshitter for this. They get Tyrese for one part where he has to, like, pretend he's an FBI agent and get this evidence box into the police station. But he totally fails. Nobody buys his bullshit but at that, all. that's the thing I wondered. Was that the game? <laughs> he's just... such a good bullshitter that he could fake being a good bullshitter so he could get caught to get the box in. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? That's also exactly from Ocean's Eleven. They have to get a box into this secured vault. In this case, it's just a drone. Remote control car. I don't know if you got that because this movie's about cars. <laughs> Another thing that maybe has an Ocean's Eleven vibe is that they decide to steal police cars. And then they're like, oh, nobody can track us if we're invisible. Meaning if they blend in. And then they race the cars in the middle of this. Which is fine. But here's a question I had about that. We see the police cars at the end, during the big heist. We mm -hmm. see, like, the vault, the police cars come into play, the whole plan converges, yeah. comes together. They're wearing police uniforms. Yeah, where'd they get those? Yeah, they stole the police uniforms as well as the cars. Maybe they had backup uniforms or, in the car. When did they change? I don't know. Was that part of the plan? I was really interested in <laughs> when they changed into these police outfits. I did not think about that for a second. At that um, point, I was like, all right, I'm whatever. Had. Like, Ludacris is cracking safes from a handprint that he gets off of Gal Gadot's butt. And whatever happened Which was this, amazing. <laughs> I'm in. Which I totally called. You did. That was really weird. As soon as... Uh, so they need to get a handprint for this vault from the main drug lord. And as soon as Gal Gadot went, you were like, oh, she's going to have him touch her ass. Yeah, because she was going with the chameleon. How is he going to get this guy's handprint? No. Did Han do anything? No. In this movie, he just ate that snack I predicted. <laughs> I guess he was one of the drivers, right? But yeah, at one point, at one point, he shows up to like help out. He gets somebody off somebody's back. Uh, you know what? <laughs> he's Underused. Just, he's just lovable. Here's the thing. You were talking about how the police cars drag race each other. And there's a million dollar quarter mile race. Right. Where Brian wins. And everyone's like, Toretto let you win. Yeah. He threw it into gear or something. It was, a, it was a baby shower gift. Yeah. Which I kind of liked. You know what this? You know what happened with this? What? It made me love the beginning of Fast 6. Because oh, Fast 6, they're racing race. home. Who won that race? 
I thought Paul Walker did, but even but then again, I thought that Vin Diesel let him win because he was getting home for his baby to be born. I just thought that if he had won that race fair and square, that would have been a beautiful segue. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to watch it again. One thing about Paul Walker real quick. Um, we were talking about how underused he was in six. And then I was a little worried, like, oh, wait, did, is that the one where he passed away? No, I think he passed away in seven. Right. So I looked it up. He passed away in the making of seven. And in seven, they kind of wrap up him and Mia's yeah. uh, storyline. And I, I guess I kind of want to watch seven now. It has Jason Statham. Apparently, it has a real nice send-off for Paul Walker, a nice tribute. I know. I think we're going to have to maybe just watch them all in order. God damn it. We might be converts. I was so... Anti in the beginning. Yeah. But also, I read online when I was looking up facts about Mia and why Giselle is so much better than Mia. Um, (laughs) Someone said there's a true order you should watch these movies in. Oh, really? There's a real timeline. Oh, Don't yeah, Don't because... watch them in one, two, three order. So we could be totally messing up this whole reverse sequels. I know. We probably did. Well, yeah, I was reading this because Han dies in Fast and Furious 3. So apparently 4, 5, and 6 are all prequels to 3. So good thing we didn't do 3 and 4. So our... <laughs> Our friends and fans who told us which to watch did not lead us astray. Yeah. One thing I loved was um, Ludacris has a dream with his money. Everyone's like, our payout's $11 million from this heist. What are you going to do with the money? And Ludacris says, I'm going to start a day job and open a garage. And he gets a lot of flack from Tyrese. But I love that that's his dream. Yeah. Is to just be a regular guy. Yeah. Get out of the life. Doing what he loves. Running a garage, even though he's the world's greatest safe cracker and hacker. Luckily, he gets pulled right back in yeah. in the next movie. He doesn't He doesn't just have to run he that garage forever. Other little non-sequiturs. I love that this movie had subtitles. I love that they did use a lot of Portuguese in this movie. Oh, not only did they have subtitles, I've never seen subtitles like this. The subtitles come racing onto the screen like cars. It's like the most exciting subtitles you've ever seen. The pacing was really good. There's a part. So the heist. Once the drug lord knows that all of his money stash houses have been compromised, he moves all his money into one vault in the police station, which is why they need the handprint. Now they know that the whole cachet of money is there. So their plan is to steal the vault. And how are they going to steal the vault? Using cars. I have written down at one point, (laughs) is there anything cars can't do? No. If anything, this franchise makes it look like... If you got a car, you can do anything. You can do anything. (laughs) Anything. If you're a precision driver. It's incredible. I had a question about the raid on the police station at the end. So, The Rock realizes that Toretto's gang are good bad guys and that the drug lord is the real bad guy. What's the drug lord's name again? Reyes? Yeah, Hernan Reyes. The Rock realizes that Reyes is the real bad guy because Reyes kills all of The Rock's crew except for him and Elena. So he's like, and then Vin Diesel actually saves his life. So The Rock goes, I'll ride with you, Toretto. Fucking great line. Yep. And then they do this whole raid. So now The Rock and Elena are joined up with the Fast and the Furious gang. And Elena is just straight up murdering all her old co-workers. I think that was awkward for her. I don't know what's going... No, you know what? Like I, up until a week ago, she worked in this police department. Here's the thing. Isn't that actress a Spanish actress? I, don't I have think no idea. I didn't look her up at all. To Brazil, 
I feel like every movie about Brazil, the police are corrupt. I'm sorry, Brazil, but this is the <laughs> the vibe in cinema that I get. I mean, even if you find out your coworkers are corrupt, it's got to be weird to just be straight up shooting them. Or satisfying. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I know you ate my lunch, motherfucker. <laughs> She's crazy in love with Toretto. I don't know. So am I. I, I mean, here's the thing. Wouldn't be. No, because you just said that line. I didn't like that line when The Rock was like, <laughs> "I'll ride with you, Toretto." I hated that. <laughs> Everyone else is gonna turn their back on him, and then Hobbs comes through. No, they weren't gonna turn his back, but it was cool that The Rock said it first. They never would have turned their back on him. This is a family. I. I did not like that for Hobbs. I feel like whatever their beef is, The Rock ate a lot of crow to be a lesser figure than Toretto in this movie. I think so, too. But I thought he did it gracefully, but now there's all this beef. I know. makes me, It's like finding out, you know. It's like finding out that the two main actors in Fifty Shades of Grey couldn't stand each other. <laughs> well, I didn't care about that at all, so. <laughs> or that two out of the four Ninja Turtles aren't even friends. No. Don't even say that. That can't be true. Um, so there's like the big heist. The heist was satisfying. I will say at the end, it's pretty cool. They do the whole reveal. So there's this big long chase scene where they're towing the safe. Through the streets of Brazil. Through the streets of Brazil, smashing shit up. Then we find out it was a fake safe. They've already switched it out for the real safe. But we knew that because they had bought a fake safe earlier. Yeah, but it was still, I don't know. It was, it was still well satisfying done. Yeah. to see how they switched it out. And, well, we also know that they get away with it. But, I don't know, it was like a cool thing at the end. But, again, it was beat for beat what happened in Ocean's Eleven. Like, Hobbs opens the safe. It's empty. We do a flashback to how they switched it out. I'm not complaining because I like both movies, but it was blatant. It Um, even had kind of like quirky Ocean's Eleven music. I don't know. It was very blatant. I have two questions about that last scene. One, what the? What is this wire that they're using to just drag a safe through the streets for twenty minutes and it never breaks? Were they chains? I don't know what they were. The world's strongest material. Invest in that. Two, what is the Rock's report gonna look like when he goes back? Be like, I went down to Brazil to apprehend this fugitive. I ended up joining his gang and taking down a drug lord. Yeah, infiltrating. He could probably say instead of joining. But he totally failed in his mission. And then in the next movie, it's just like, he's still in a position of power and he's moved on to taking out somebody else. Yeah. I don't know. Because he's supposed to work for the DSS, which I looked it up. It is like a real organization that mostly deals with passport fraud. But... (laughs) (laughs) So the Rock's whole mission is just to go to Brazil and get this guy back. And instead he rides with him and totally fails. Oh, and a lot of people are dead. Yeah, a lot of people are dead. And then, then it's the end. Uh, I mean, the end of the movie. But a real long epilogue. I wrote down world's longest epilogue. That's why I thought the pacing went kind of. Yeah, like we see what everybody is doing for way too long. I liked Han and Giselle on the Autobahn kissing. I did like that. I like them. Cute. Too bad they both die in the next movie. Yeah, they're the best characters. Why do they? Kill off the best characters and leave the shittiest ones. I don't know. I mean, I guess they were their hands were tied because in three he already died, so they had to build up to him dying. So then I guess they might as well kill Gal Gadot off. Said, "All right, are you ready for the two big questions?" Yes, I think so. What did you like better, Furious Six or Fast Five? 
I honestly, at this moment, can't remember a single detail of Furious 6. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. And I'm going to have to go Fast 5. <laughs> I mean, I guess that in itself is a reason to like the fifth one exactly. better. Exactly. remember That's the sixth what I'm, one. I'm trying to remember. Nothing. <laughs> that could be the pain medicine. That could be, yeah. Well... You're right. Fast Five was better. So Fast don't five, feel bad. Fast Five was better, but what happened in Fast Six? Shaw is trying to get the nighting nightshade device. Yeah, you know Fast Five. Letty's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Letty's back. Okay, Letty's yeah. back. Yeah. Oh, Fast Five Fast was five, way better. Way better. The Rock was cooler in it. It had, you know, the sixth one did have those really cool fight scenes in the tube, the London <laughs> Underground, but this was just it's. So it had a lot of style. It had a lot of charisma. It was fun. A little the long, The pacing but was good. Yeah, it, this one was really good. Now, what did you like better, the movie you predicted or the actual Fast Five? This is a hard one because I think if Fast Five took place during Carnival, it would have been <laughs> an amazing movie. I agree. Same with me and the Olympics. I don't know about the Olympics. <laughs> and jumping I don't know over about the Olympics. Christ the Redeemer. Um, I'll give it. Nah, I'll give it to a hybrid of this movie and my movie. You would take in everything except you'd put it in Carnival? Yeah. Make it a little more mysterious, a little more sexy. Okay. Why not? Um, I'll give it to this movie. I th- it was it was well done. It was, um, I mean, that really, like, we predicted pretty well. So the only thing that would have been different in mine is that it was a bank heist during the Olympics. So I'll give it to this movie. All right. All right. No, I'll give it to this movie, too. Take out my <laughs> cliche. All right. All right. What do we have up next? Okay, so up next, a movie just came out called Us, the new Jordan Peele movie. It's a huge blockbuster. It's a really good movie. And there's a reference in the movie to an old 80s horror movie called Chud, which neither of us had ever seen. And guess what? There's a Chud too. (laughs) So in honor of Us, we are going to be watching Chud 2. Chud, by the way, stands for Cannibal Human Underground Dweller. Something like that. Sounds pretty good. Sounds great. So we're going to be watching Chud 2 and then Chud 1. Thank you for joining us. As always, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ellie. This has been Reverse Sequels. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Reverse Sequels.